Triple Whale has just launched a simple finance platform called FinHub, and I'm already loving it. One simple dashboard for all the tools and accounts you're already using, so you can gain clarity with your consolidated data, your real-time cash flow, your accrual P&Ls. It's designed to help those brands that are built on Shopify to operate smarter. So go over to triplewell.com and check it out. If everything's going well, they're profitable, and they're like, oh, we don't have cash to buy another shipment of inventory. It's like, what, how is this a thing that you have more thing to keep track of? <laughs> it's just one thing, inventory. We are back at the Pit Stop Podcast. I am your host, Sarah Levenger. I am joined today by one of my very good friends, and I'm so glad we're friends. There are some things that like I just don't have any knowledge of. So thank you, I'm very excited for joining me today. Tell us about yourself really quick. Yeah. You, I know all about you, obviously, but like for anybody that doesn't know you, what do you do? Where do you work? How cool are you? <laughs> so not cool at all because I'm a CPA. Oh. I was trained as a CPA. I was a VP finance at a startup. At a certain point, we acquired an e-commerce brand. And because of a series of events, I ended up running the brand entirely for a couple of years and then decided That's to- so crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was- Oh my gosh. I was bored, basically, because I was an accountant. So I took the opportunity Everybody to in this industry is bored. Yeah. <laughs> but believe me, if you've done accounting, e-commerce was a lot more exciting. So- did that to the marketing stuff and then just started our consulting firm right now, which focuses on accounting and marketing for e-commerce brands. <gasps> That's such a rare thing, I think. I don't actually meet a lot of people or talk to a lot of people that have the finance background, mm -hmm. which I think maybe I'm just I'm just running in the wrong circles because I know they exist. But very few CPAs that are like specifically focused on DTC. Definitely. So I love that you have that background. No, don't worry. Um, I, I know hundreds. There aren't. <laughs> I know a lot of CPAs. Yeah, it's rare. Oh my Okay, well then I'm yeah, I'm just in the wrong pool apparently. Yeah, so it's interesting too that you came from the background of running a brand because mm -hmm. that I think is kind of super rare. I myself have not ever started a brand, and this is something that's on my list to do mm -hmm. sometime in the near future because I think it's very important to have the experience of running the actual business mm -hmm. before you go into like other areas of it. Mm -hmm. And I think this is something that is kind of lacking the business. So I want to hear your thoughts from like a CPA level. Sure, somebody who understands the finance of the actual brands themselves. What do you think is like one of the biggest mistakes people make when they're actually either setting up their finances or as they're running their brand? So I'd say that a lot of it, and this comes from my experience, not only having run a brand, but also as a consultant these days with smaller brands and even my old days, big four kind of style where I was working with billion dollar brands. People surprisingly don't pay enough attention to inventory, which is strange because- Oh, for, that's a good one. It's it's odd because, especially for a DTC brand, when you look at their PL, yeah. there's really just two lines. I mean, other than revenue, obviously, that matter more than anything. Your advertising expense, and that gets tons of attention. Everybody loves to talk about the ad expense, so that one's good. Yeah. But people don't pay enough attention to their inventory. So it really comes in many, many different facets in that a lot of brands have a very rough idea of what their costs are. And hopefully they're kind of running, they're priced in a way and they're running their advertising campaigns in a way where they're not just barely breaking even, but still having a solid understanding of your cost is super yeah. fundamental to making decisions. So a lot of them don't yeah. know their cost. Or making money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> because at the end of the day, if you don't know your cost, you can't really make good decisions. You have no idea. Yes. Uh, oh my God. But I'm I'd say what's much worse and much more frequent and even clients I have today, they still keep running into this problem. They don't do forecasting. They just don't do inventory forecasting. Whoa. It's shocking. Okay, yeah. And the amount of times, and I mean, because a lot of my clients, not all of them do I do accounting and marketing for. Some of them are just marketing ones. So, I mean, it's a good thing if I can sell them out. But the problem is I don't want to be selling out because it screws up all your campaigns. But it happens over and over and over because they just yes. don't plan. 
A hundred percent. I see this with brands all the time that we're working with on the creative strategy side. They constantly tell us we need to turn off ads. Yeah, it's because brutal. we're oversold or we're having shipping issues. We can't afford to pay you anymore because yeah. we've just lost revenue this month. It's a serious issue, mm -hmm. and it's funny because I've been thinking about how do we solve this issue because. Turning off your ads not only is just bad for sales, it's also bad for your brand. Of if people lose sight of where you are, if they're not seeing you consistently, they basically lose familiarity with you and that bleeds into just them losing track of who you are. So I, and again, I couldn't solve this clearly because I was like, I can't solve this for the brands like in a day. If I could, I'm sure I'd be a billionaire. Yeah. But it all goes back to where are your finances and like, how are you building out this ecosystem so you can keep track of stuff? So, yeah, I agree with you 100%. What do you think is probably more beneficial for people then? Forecasting, I'm, I don't know a whole lot about, so I would love to kind of go into that. Mm -hmm. Is it more beneficial to like forecast first? Or is it more beneficial to just keep track of what's currently running? Should you do both at the same time? I don't know. I'm I'm like totally in the dark of here. Course. <laughs> <laughs> so naturally, the answer would be both. But I mean, realistically... I, historical probably comes first, partially because mm -hmm. historical work is easier than forecasting to a certain degree. So if you cannot do forecasting, or if you can't yeah. do historical work, you're probably gonna have trouble doing the forecasting side of things. Yeah, true. But also because true. the historical data is really a lot of times going to drive the forecasting. Yeah, yeah historical data is not perfectly representative of the future, but it certainly is an indicator of how things can work. And so having those trends and seeing how things were in the past can at least give you an, a, a sanity check on the pro projections you're making for the future. So Definitely, I'd say at least getting the historicals in place are good. That doesn't necessarily help you from not stocking out in the future if you don't also take the step for forecasting. But there's a lot of other reasons to do good historical work. So you understand yeah. kind of your financial health historically as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, that's a good segue. If you guys want more tips and tricks on how to actually analyze your data and have it all in one place, go sign up for Whale Mail because they have awesome things going on over there. And they're currently just building out so many good ways to keep track of your data all in one place. But I digress. So <clears throat> one of the things that I found really interesting that you just pointed out was the fact that like, you can't know where you're going unless you know where you currently are. My main concern is like, as an operator, how do you go to the founders and explain, <laughs> this is kind of important for us to know. And whose job is it to know that? Because not a lot of brands actually have a CPA on staff. Most brands, I'd say that are in that like seven to eight figure range, even and eight is a little bit weird, but I think seven figure brands don't, yeah, they don't have a CPA on staff. And a lot of times yeah. the only accounting expertise that they kind of tangentially kind of brush shoulders with is usually the same CPA that files their taxes. Yes. And <laughs> Who doesn't know what the brand is currently yeah, doing or I mean, where they're growing? Like, exactly. And I'll say oh. this is probably controversial, but I generally do not think tax accountants who are very good at tax accounting are good for making smart business decisions. They're probably good enough for compared to having no knowledge whatsoever or no experience, but yeah. a real CFO can really help you make smart decisions. They're just expensive. Yeah, yeah. But nevertheless, yeah, <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If you don't have someone like that, <laughs> it's tough to do as an operator on your own. You either have to kind of learn a little bit or use some templates. But at the, honestly, just do the basics. I could probably help somebody put together in just three lines mm -hmm. on a Google sheet, a forecast that is within, you know, it's the 80-20 rule. Get something done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least you have some something on paper. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, interesting. Well, and that's the toughest part for me as an operator, even for my own business. My business is service-based and I provide like creative strategy. I provide a whole bunch of psychology, lots of consumer behavior. So all of what I do is very paper-based mm -hmm. and very research-based. So it's time heavy, but I have no inventory at all. I don't really have a whole lot of overhead. Yeah. I don't, I don't have anything that I have to track, <laughs> basically, other than my time. Mm-hmm. But it's it's way harder when you're working for a brand and he has 
thousands of different SKUs and like you have to try and figure out where things are going. And that's why I asked who should be in charge of that or should we be hiring CPAs? I mean, that would probably be the easiest way to fix it. I mean, I'm kind biased, so yeah, probably <laughs> work with a CPA. No, <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, I'd say most owners or if there's somebody at the company who has a little bit of a pension for data or organization or is detail oriented, then that is an individual who should probably be leaning on it. Probably not somebody who's like a pure marketer type. However, interfacing yeah. with them and getting their input is very important because an individual, yeah. and that's always that, that weird gap that needs to be bridged. If you have a person who's like a pure CPA, CFO type and doesn't get the DTC marketing ecosystem, for them to be able to do proper forecasting is is difficult because they're going to do it purely based yeah. off of historicals without necessarily understanding, okay, the CMO has intentions to kind of launch a, a big influencer campaign or to push a, a, a whole retention strategy or whatever the case might be. And scaling up ad spend, they don't necessarily fully understand exactly how that's going to impact things and in what particular way, which products are going to get pushed more than others. For example, say you have a particular product mix, but you want to go really hard on Facebook ads. You're pushing your hero product on Facebook because you know that's the one that you can acquire customers with the cheapest. So you scale to the moon. That product is going to drop much faster in inventory than all the other ones. Yeah. But if that information yeah. is not something the CPA understands, then you know they're just doing their best. <laughs> oh, oh. It, well, and it stresses me out a little bit because obviously we're not going to solve it in like a 15 minute podcast episode. <laughs> Well, we can try. But this is, <laughs> we can totally try. You heard it here first. So this is a tough one because it's similar to my creative strategy role. Mm -hmm. This role was basically born out of the need for someone to have access and understanding of a bunch of data and a ton of creative. You have to meld the two. With that particular finance role for these people, there's no one currently or actively managing the actual connection between data and business goals, unless mm -hmm. you're a CPA or finance person. And this is a tough part because I think a lot of people would probably want the like the media buyers or somebody on the ops side to take that on. And it makes me nervous because there's just so much you have to learn about it. I'm just learning from you all <laughs> the stuff that I'm like, I didn't even know I was supposed to be doing that. But again, it's all, yeah, it's all just a learning process. And I'm, I'm hoping that we can get some really good like insight from you as we go through this because this is a tough one to fix. It's a giant hole that I have not seen filled. Many, many brands run out of inventory because mm -hmm. they're just not forecasting or they're just not keeping track of it. Mm -hmm. And there's got to be a better way to do it, right? So give us like the five-minute breakdown <laughs> of how you would set up good tracking for this or at least what tools you would use. So if you want to have a good forecasting to some degree, honestly, what you want to build is a Google Sheet model or something like that. Just something where yeah, yeah. you can have a particular structure that looks at the majority of the important inputs and their relationship with certain outputs so that you have certain formulas that kind of carry stuff through. So you can look at that and say, okay, fine. If I were to increase my ad spend by X and maintaining roughly a mer of Y, what's that going to do to my revenue? What's that going to do to my inventory? At what rate am I going to decrease in inventory? And then that is very impactful. The inventory forecast and the, for example like building out a cash flow from that is very very useful to do together because the nice thing about DTC brands is that from a cash flow perspective they're actually quite simple compared to most other traditional businesses that have very large yeah. capital yeah, true. various things it's very simple if you think about it right put money on your credit card to run ads <laughs> people buy stuff Shopify pays you a day later <laughs> it's kind of yeah. straightforward right if anything as long as you're, you're able to acquire customers profitably if anything the faster that you scale on Facebook you get paid by Shopify within a day you only pay your credit card provider like 30 days whatever later so you can you can actually ramp up quite quickly the only timing of cash flow that's a little bit erratic is inventory the major one right you have yeah. payroll and maybe rent yeah. or fixed assets whatever <laughs> yeah. if you have a building but really it's just inventory 
And the weirdest thing for me is hearing about a brand that somehow, and because again, maybe, <laughs> to me, this is just extremely basic, but then I've also been kind of, this has been beaten into my head for, for a decade. But <laughs> the fact that a brand will just be cruising along, selling stuff, everything's going well, they're profitable. And they're like, oh, we don't have cash to buy another shipment of inventory. It's like, what, how is this a thing that you have more thing to keep track of? <laughs> it's just one thing, inventory. So yeah, I mean, generally speaking, I, I would yeah. say just start off with a Google sheet and look at your most important high level lines. So look at your revenue, look at your ad spend, look at your inventory from a COGS perspective and from a balance perspective. And then your other expenses like software costs, transaction costs, merchant fees, like on Shopify, stuff like that and payroll. And those like five, six lines should honestly cover like 80 to 90% of what you need in the yeah. cash flow model. The one really important step with building this, cause you can sit there, spend a few hours, build it out and be comfortable. Do budget to actuals every month, check how close you actually oh, were. Yeah to what your month, what your, your model predicted. And that yeah. will allow you to keep improving the model over time. So if you build something basic and actually do the reviews every month, your model will get better and better over time. And then you'll probably have something that's good enough that you don't need to hire someone for. Oh gosh, so much value in that. Thank you. Oh my gosh. That, I mean, it just explains so much about like where we should be keeping track of things and how to do it easily. Because again, you can get on all these different platforms, get a SaaS product, go and get tons and tons of tools. Yeah. But if you can't figure it out in an Excel spreadsheet, you probably have something that's way too complicated. Yeah, exactly. I honestly, <laughs> very few DPC brands need any of those expensive planning tools, yeah, unless you're doing nine figures or something, but you really don't. Like uh, yeah. most of my clients, Excel, it works. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, I think that's a great place to end it here. Where can people find you if they want to follow you and, and learn more about like actual financial health of these businesses? Uh, I guess Twitter would be a good place to find me. So just Abir, A-B-I-R underscore CPA. I don't talk enough, but that's where I am. <laughs> that is totally fine. I, I mean, I've seen your posts, like you're going in depth on this stuff. So this is great. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. I had so much fun. This was great. Triple Whale is doing some amazing things nowadays. They're developing just a huge range of tools to help your brand stay informed and scale. And Whale Mail is where you can get all these details. So head over to triplewhale.com and sign up today.